The Fellowship of the Real is going live starting February 18th. The podcast will still be the polished, shiny, beautiful thing it is, but if you want to see the ugly side, the unedited side, the we'll-fix-it-in-the-mix side, then tune in February 18th at 10 a.m. U.S. Central Standard Time, or thereabouts. You can ask questions and leave comments during the show, and we will do our level best to respond. This time, we will be reviewing Hot Fuzz and Blade Runner The Final Cut. Yep, that's right. Tuning in live allows you to get a review weeks before it comes out. Did I mention it will be ugly, unedited, and that we'll have to fix it in the mix? See us there. Facebook.com, Fellowship of the Real. Are you recording this? Studying a movie in the mechanical level, I think, can, can really bring some revelation. I believe that no one says out to make a bad movie, with the exception of... On paper, this should work. Yeah, this should work. I, I just don't like it. That's your own fault if you haven't seen it. Way over budget, start yeah, cutting right, yeah, scenes. Even the actors don't know what that movie is about. Shit, I, I wish I wrote that. Which I love the title, but that movie's trash. Well, it's oatmeal, man. It's good for you. Okay, here we are again. Fellowship of the Real. Four people sitting around talking about movies. One picks and we all review. Uh, starting out, uh, the first four episodes, we're going to make a tribute to Mr. Bruce Willis uh, in light of his recent diagnosis and uh, all the great entertainment he's brought us over the years. We wanted to do something to sort of give tribute to him. And so the first four movies that we're going to review are, are going to be Bruce Willis movies. And this time we are looking at The Fifth Element. And this was a pick by Chris. All right, this movie was uh, made in uh, 1997. It actually came out uh, to the month 25 years ago. Um, I wish I could take credit for that. It was, yeah, it was 100% the, happy accident. Um, is the anniversary, was, what, what anniversary is it? 25th. 25th, yeah. yeah okay. 25th, yeah, to the month, which I think was interesting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, again, can't take credit for that. Well, just an accident. Yeah, so I'm going to go to the, the plot real quick. Um, in, in the 23rd century, a New York cabbie, uh, Corbin Dallas, played by Bruce Willis, finds the fate of the world in his hands when Lee Lu, played by Mila Jehovovic, falls into his cab. As the embodiment of the fifth element, Lee Lu needs to combine the other four to keep approaching great evil from destroying the world. Together with Father Cornelius, played by Ian Holm, and zany broadcaster Ruby Rod, played by Chris Tucker, Dallas must race against time and the wicked industrialist Zorg, played by Gary Oldman, to save humanity. Yeah, I, uh, the one I found was like a sentence. Uh, much better. Well, no, 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 yours is better. It, I don't know who writes these things. In the colorful, I wrote mine, Phil. I didn't just pull Did it. you write yours? I yeah. did not. Well, that, I did you not. Should. I'm lying my ass off. Go ahead. It says, uh, in the colorful future, a cab driver unwittingly becomes the central figure in the search for a legendary cosmic weapon to keep evil and Mr. Zorg at bay. So that's like from a TV guide you had laying around? I don't know. I thought it was the IMDb. I don't know. Yeah, that's the... That's the synopsis there on IMDb. Yeah, see, I should have gone with that just because it was shorter. Well, no, no, I just, it's funny. That <clears throat> that's your elevator pitch for Fifth Element. Right, that versus is. the, yeah. Well, I mean, it, it, like some of these things are, uh, <laughs> did you mention the budget or no? Uh, I haven't yet. Nope, okay. I can. Okay. Yeah, no, go ahead. Okay. Yeah, so it was a, a 90 million budget, so pretty big for, for the times, yeah. um, especially for the director, Luke Besson. That was, uh, I think, his biggest budget at the time. Right. Um, movies 100 comes in in 126 minutes. And so yeah, at ninety million, um, it opened to seventeen million for opening weekend, and then ended up making like uh, two hundred sixty-three million yeah, by right. the end. So definitely, uh, I guess, a big hit and making its money back, um, despite I guess uh, kind of mixed reviews. I think it still has mixed reviews from what I was uh, well, what reading. Um, some people loved it, some people hate. It. Like very uh, divisive film, I guess. Well, uh, like on Rotten Tomatoes, both critics and the fans like it. Like, like it, seventy yeah. percent tomato and eighty-six percent on the fans. So fans liked it more than. Critics. Critics. Yeah. Uh, but I think this movie's probably developed a bit of a cult following, too. Like, I discovered it after the theater. I don't think I ever knew about this in the theater. Well, but, I remember seeing it in the theater opening weekend. I knew nothing same. about the movie. Same. My oh. brother, uh, he graduated that year. My brother off of school took me, his little brother. It, he used to do that. Just come on. You're, I'm babysitting. You're coming with me. That's cool. And I remember sitting... Not first row, but maybe second row, looking up at that screen, going, "This is the 
this is an awesome movie. I was 13, 14 years yeah. old. I loved it immediately. Really? That's good. Okay. Well, I've been trying to avoid watching it all these years. <laughs> <laughs> Sherry does not like sci-fi. This was a struggle for her, I think. It, yeah. All right. All right. Plus, I mean, plus it's French, right? Like it had a lot of French. Yeah. It was Luc Besson's baby. It was uh, written, directed by him. Uh, he yeah. basically told the producers as they gave him money for the project, leave me alone. You're not invited on set. I'm doing what I want to do. <laughs> yeah. This... It, if this was his vision coming out, I think he knocked it out. Because, but previously he had done Leon the Professional. Yeah, yeah, I was about to ask Subway that. Nikita. Yeah, um, Leon is, a and then Lucy was later. But yeah, and then I mean, so yeah, he did write it, and he's he's the director. Uh, he also he did have a co-writer. I guess I just wanted to mention um, Robert Mark uh, Kamen um, was his co-writer on this. That guy, that guy's got some chops too. He wrote Taps. He wrote. Oh, the, yeah. He wrote the Karate Kid. I did Kid. see that in the theater. For Karate Kid. The Karate Kid trilogy. He did all of them. Wow. The originals with the originals. Yes. Um, he wrote Gladiator, not the one with Russell Crowe, but the one with Cuba Gooding Jr., the boxing one in the 90s. Mm-hmm. Um, I put that on there because I like that movie, but it's cheesy. And then Lethal Weapon 3, The Transporter Taken, and Angel Was Fallen. Dang. I, um, I, God, and I, then also like with Transporter Taken, like Luke Besson was involved in those movies as well. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Leon the Professional is amazing. I love that movie. Great. Yeah, that's a great team. Oh, and, Kiss, and Kiss the Dragon. De- uh, Devil's Advocate, Kiss Punisher, the, the original Punisher from 89, it looks like. Dang. Is that one with... Uh, Dolph Lundgren? Oh, Dolph Lundgren. And uh, Academy Award winning movie, Under Siege. Oh, yeah. yeah best sure. best music, was I it, think, that one. Under Siege, that Die Hard on a Boat? That, that was Steven Seagal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Die Hard yeah. on a Boat, but it's, it's good. I like it. No, no, okay. Yeah, I, mean, I haven't I'll seen it in a long time, but I remember enjoying it. And Yeah, I mean, it's definitely Die Hard on a Boat, but just like Speed's Die Hard on a Bus, but Speed's also a very good movie, in my opinion. Like, it's better than Under Siege, but yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. I, I was a pretty big Seagal fan. I liked Van Damme better, but yeah, Under Siege is one of his, his better movies, I think. Wow. And Academy Award winning, like I said. Is it an Academy Award winning? Yeah, sir. What did it win? It, best music. Okay. Well, it didn't win best editing. acting from Seagal, for sure. Best editing, best but acting. Tommy Lee Jones and Gary Busey in that, they're, the, they're a lot of fun. Yeah. Uh, yeah, a lot life of in fun. the top of the head, I thought was amazing. Yes. Anyway. Um, I'm just a cook. Right. Wrong way. All right. So, um, so, what did you have this as a genre? The. Again, I didn't do that part of the homework. Um, okay. I have dude with the problem. Yeah, it's probably, I was going to say dude with the problem. I thought probably. this was almost a no-brainer. As a, yeah, because he's, he's minding his own business, which is yeah, the, the first point on dude with the problem. An innocent, a sudden event, and a go. life and death struggle. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, um, yeah, he's just a cabbie, minding his own business, falls into his lap. Down on his luck. Yeah. A sudden event, literally dropping through the roof of his cab. Yeah. And life and death, you can't ask for more than that with... Yeah, a couple more notes here, just real quick. Yeah. Um, so is, I thought it was interesting. Uh, Besson started writing this when he was 16. Really? Yeah, like coming up with a story. And then he was 38 when it came out in the cinemas. Um, so something, you know, it stuck with him for a while, right? Huh. And he kept messing with it. Originally, it was supposed to be a trilogy okay, uh, that he had compressed into the final film. Really? But it was going to be a trilogy series. I that don't... Of, uh, he had like a 400-page script at one point. So yeah, that God. explains that length. Yeah, yeah. I don't, I don't see how that world... Could be stretched into three films. I think the one movie was enough. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I could. I don't know. I could see. I could do it into a a trilogy. Um, but as far as the the scope of the world, now the story, I don't know what he would tell. But yeah, I feel like the story served its purpose. Yeah, the story the one, itself one time. But the world's big enough, I think. For anything else, yeah. So uh, Besson approached uh, Bruce Willis and Mel Gibson initially for the lead. Really, and then I Mel guess Gibson would have been. Yeah, Mel Gibson. Yeah, I'm having a hard time picturing that in my head. Um, I keep thinking like this Mad Max type version of, of, of Mel Gibson or something. But yeah, but obviously he passed and Bruce Willis was interested, but um, he was worried about the, he had just come off Hudson Hawk and Billy Bathgate. So he was worried about it being a risky project. And then Basson was worried about what Bruce, Bruce Willis was, would cost. So he, he made the decision to go with a less expensive actor. Yeah. And I guess he was like having some sort of meeting and then somebody got Bruce Willis on the phone and Luke Basson was like, hey man, I just want to say hi. And then he like told him over the phone that, hey, I'm going to go with somebody not as expensive. And apparently Bruce Willis goes, well, look, man, if I like the script, we can come to an arrangement. So he sent him the script, and he goes, yeah, let's do it. Oh, sweet. So, well, so you know, hinting there that he took some sort of pay cut, you know, yeah. to do it. Well, he's done, I don't know about pay, but he's done uncredited references in, like in Tarantino's Grindhouse movies or whatever. Right. Sherry pointed this out. About his hair? About his hair. Like his hair is blonde. Yep. And his hair is blonde in The Jackal. And I was like, okay, well, when did the Jackal come out? Well, Jackal came out the same year Interesting. that Fifth Element was. And I, I don't know this, but I'm wondering if he wasn't either starting production on the Jackal or certainly he couldn't have been filming at the same time, but his hair is exactly the same color in, in this movie as it is in the character he plays in the Jackal, and they both came out in 97. 
I don't know when. Yeah, maybe not. I saw it at some, and, and that's one part of the research I meant to look up, but I didn't. Um, like, I know for a fact that Basson, like Luke Basson, his hair looks like that at certain times in his life. Oh, yeah. So it's almost like he modeled the character after himself. And then uh, in the movie Subway, uh, Christopher Lambert, his hair is dyed blonde just like that as well. And he's not. So I feel like it's uh, a Basson thing. Yeah. Like uh, Tim Burton, a lot of times, will have his characters, like his, his females. Um, a lot of times have dark hair and very pale skin, like and even his characters, yeah, or uh, his male characters too. You know, some sort of aesthetic thing that the directors like to do. So I feel like it was a uh, something that that uh, Besson did, but uh, yeah, maybe you know he was filming Jackal at the same time and didn't want to mess with the hair. Or... Yeah, I saw because uh, you know. you're because I mean, yeah, I mean, how many movies does Bruce Willis have blonde hair? Not what these two, maybe, you know, right? Like not right, a lot. Right. <clears throat> Prince was originally cast as Ruby Rod, which I think would have worked and would have been you know, uh, really interesting. Um, yeah, I mean, I think Chris Tucker, Chris Tucker, yeah, I think he 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 made this role his very own. I mean, no, I agree. I just said, like, when yeah. I hear Prince, I'm like, yeah, that would have worked. Um, and I guess there was a scheduling conflict. He couldn't. So apparently Chris Tucker beat out Jamie Foxx as well. For Ru- the, Ruby for the Rod is a point of contention for a lot of people I've read. Some people absolutely hate that yep. character. Same Every time he comes on, thing. it's like nails on a chalkboard. Yeah. I can I get it I see it, but I also see it from that fourteen year old me yeah. s- sitting here watching that going oh my god he's a cartoon character you know no I I can, I dug him this time I mean yeah yeah I didn't have a problem with I just couldn't understand that's just me though having to understand what he's saying half the time yes yeah I had the subtitles on I'm mostly hard of hearing right. loud music all my life so subtitles sure. are a game changer for me i love it sure yeah, uh, yeah but i like i mean i liked him yeah, yeah. you no, know I, his, I, they have one of my favorite exchanges in the whole movie like his his whole thing about uh, everything's gonna be green right and yeah. then so he, he gives this whole speech to Bruce Willis about you know you had no pop no fire you gotta have to be green Bruce grabs him slams him up against the wall and says look tomorrow we'll let all this stuff green super green yeah i enjoyed him and uh, their exchanges were yeah yeah, it's very good. Uh, to kind of point out a thing, I don't know if you're going back to it, but Chris Tucker, uh, Chris Tucker, is that who it was? Yeah, Chris, yeah. it's Chris Tucker, right? Yeah. Right. Chris Tucker and the guy that plays the president, Tom Lister, uh, Tiny Zeus Lister. Yeah, it, Tiny. Yeah, they were uh, they were in Friday, fa- together. Uh, Friday together, yeah. and oh, uh, Brian James, who plays uh, the Colonel, something General Colonel, was and uh, Bruce Willis were in a movie together back in the '80s, I believe it was. Uh, I don't remember. Good lord. Yeah. Anyway, yeah, several of these characters have been in movies together. together. Uh, and Bruce Willis and Gary Oldman are in this movie together, yet have no scenes together whatsoever. Well, that's true, yeah. yeah well, the the fact, good guy and the bad guy never meet. Well, I, I was movie, watching the... Uh, striking Distance, that's what I was thinking. Bruce Willis and uh, uh, Brian Brian James were in Striking Distance. distance yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, we watched it, and then I watched it to make my notes with the fact track on. Like, on the DVD, has a fact track. And... Uh, like, like there's literally a scene that, and one of the facts is this is the only time that all the main characters are on screen together. You know, uh, I can't remember who all was there, but uh, but yeah, there's only like one scene where all the principals are together in one, yeah, one scene or whatever. Yeah, it's just it's wild how uh, such a movie with a lot of big name actors still currently, even back then they were big yeah. name, but now they're still big name. They were in a movie together, but no scenes. Yeah, that's, right, right. That's unheard of a lot of times. And then I only had one other thing I thought was interesting as far as the, I guess, facts. So uh, Besson hired this comic book artist named uh, Jean uh, Gerard. I'm probably butchering his name. Anyways, he was hired for production design because he had a comic that Besson liked a lot as far as the the style of the movie. Yeah. Um, so he brought this guy on to help him. You know, hey, man, I really like your style. And then that guy ended up suing Besson later on. For, for plagiarism, yeah. Now, he didn't win, but I just thought that was interesting. That's like, good. So you're going to work on a project and then decide what? After it's a big hit, hey, you stole my stuff. Yeah, money talks. Right. That's, that's just that's yeah. ridiculous to me. Like, Just like if this podcast takes off and you know hits a billion views, we're probably going to all want a cut of that, right? No. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that's a good problem to have. <laughs> sure. I'm just sending all you guys chocolates that are laced with right. stuff. It starts off with this with this prologue. How did y'all feel about the prologue? Uh, it, there was a lot of interesting things. I've got, I guess, some some notes on it. It was it was kind of long. I think the I felt like they did a good job, fairly, of explaining it. Um, yeah, they had to set up cause, set up what's going on. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> just I don't know a couple of notes I had. So the professor studying the hieroglyphs, right, and kind of yeah. explaining the the story and the fifth element and kind of what's going on. And then Luke Perry, I guess, is his assistant, and he's. <laughs> 
So this poor kid is holding up this uh, the Aziz pan Aziz light, right? <laughs> and like Luke Perry, part of his job is to count how many times Aziz. Yeah, I, uh, so you know how many times he has to yell at Aziz for light. So like when they get to ten or whatever the number is, I don't like what happens because in yeah. one scene this poor kid's nose is bleeding. So are they beating this kid I because know. you know Aziz light, and then I, that's ten times get him in you. Yeah, like just I, I slam felt, his head. Yeah, <laughs> I felt bad oh, for this kid, but anyhow. Well, um, any like science fiction, you have to. It's world building, right? So yeah, you, yeah. You don't have to. This is not brought out in the movie, and this is one of those things you'd never know unless like the fact track or whatever. Manda Shawans were the aliens, you know, the the defender aliens, you know, they're uh apparently the more spikes that they have is the higher rank they are. That's one of the oh, nice. Yeah. So the fact track I mean, a lot of, you know, stuff like that, but choices are made that, you know, scenic, you know, uh that that you'll never know about um yeah. on screen or whatever. I just thought you know, they're doing stuff that you'll never know about, but yeah, I thought that was interesting that the more spikes the Manda Shawans have, the higher rank they are. I think the most the the principal piece of information that we got is that every five thousand years this evil appears or whatever is that yeah yeah it lays out the entire story of four stones fifth yeah. element evil right so you know what's yeah, coming gather the four stones and and yeah have the fifth element yeah. um so you watched it with it was interesting I watched it twice um and I, I don't know I, the the line is kind of hard to understand so I was going to ask you you watched it with with subtitles to see if I got the line right the at one point the professor guy he's they're zooming in on the the fifth element hieroglyph and he says this man this perfect being i honestly care not is that what he says i honestly care not because i thought that was interesting because because they make a lot of references in the movie of the perfect being oh it's a woman like you know like, yeah they're very surprised that it's a woman woman yeah so I, I guess i thought that was interesting that the professor if that's his line i care not like i feel like that's what i heard but i don't know i don't recall i didn't, I didn't go back head. and watch yeah, it yeah i didn't but yeah, that would make sense of what that would be saying. Yeah. Because yeah, that is the big surprise that it's Mila Jovovich. There's a woman, yeah. And perfect. The perfect right. The perfect being. is not a man, it's a woman, yeah. Yeah. Oh, she, she's one. Oh, you noticed that, did you? Yeah. I yeah, like yeah. That. yeah, they really do make them perfect. You know, when she's right. changing her clothes or whatever. Um, yeah, so they, they set up the 5,000 years, and the aliens say that, you know, that they're not, war's coming, they're not safe, the stones are not safe on right. Earth, so yeah, they, they, move they take planet. the stones, That's take one, the fulfillment and say, we will return in three 300 years when evil comes, right? The one thing that I didn't get as a kid on the first viewing is he was talking about World War II coming, is that right? Because what year was this? 1914. 14, yeah. So, so that one. was... So the start of World War, War, War One. I, yeah. yeah. So war is coming. I, I never caught that. I... I was still in this. Oh, it's a space drama. There's a space oh, war. Coming. I didn't get it till no. just now. I thought I thought I they was, meant war with the aliens and Earth, but they meant World War Two. Yeah, they so meant they meant oh. world World War is coming. It's in Egypt. Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. I was like, okay, so they need to take the stones off before yeah. Rommel and all. Yeah, the no, I didn't catch that. Yep. No, I was. I still. I until he said it just then. Yeah, I, exactly. Today, years old when I learned that. Right. You're welcome. Yeah. Yeah. Right, thought, nice, James. Yeah, so war is coming. Monachewans need to take it off of Earth so nobody gets a hold of it. They'll be back in 300 years when the 5,000-year-old evil comes, comes back. back. So, yeah. But it doesn't explain in the, the thing. I would like to see what happened 5,000 years ago. Yeah. Like, what was that war like? Was it similar? Did they... Yeah, did they... Know. Yeah, have they, always, Every, yeah. Have they always defeated it? Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Or maybe, you know, in 5,000 years, this one anomaly happens. It's only ever going to happen once. Is is that what they were meaning? Yeah, I don't know. yeah, I, I, yeah. I, I wasn't clear on because, yeah, because he said every five thousand years. Oh, I got some time then, or whatever. You know, <laughs> right? Three hundred years later, or whatever. Which there's a lot of references to time, and, and time is not important. Only life, right? I mean, there's a lot of I don't know. I just thought that yeah, was. We can get into that a little bit yeah. later about yeah. how Luke Besson illustrates that. With you have ten seconds. He, yep. Boom. He yep. knocks it out in ten seconds. It's very. And then the countdowns. It was. The setup, opening image, whatever. Uh, obviously, we're setting up Bruce Willis as a down and outer. It starts off, you know, them the the government trying to destroy the yeah. the thing and only making it stronger, and nobody wanting to pay attention to the priest. Uh, but the priest is uh, Vito has got the uh, the answer. Yeah, no, right, and he has a line about uh, violence begets violence, and then I mean, and we see that visually, right? They fire all these missiles at the this yeah cosmic entity and it just gets bigger yeah vito cornelius is a direct descendant to the same priest yeah the, the, the pyramid the yeah because they the tell the priest yeah. you know pass on what you know oh, so and, you yeah. get the idea that this is a lineage so cornelius standing in front of the president going hey this big thing that just appeared out of nowhere is pure evil it's yeah so he, he's well versed and we don't have time for that right right blow it up ask questions later good old-fashioned american way yeah, which I feel like there's a lot of, and we can do this a little bit later, but I feel like there's a lot of, um, in this movie, 
trying to solve problems with violence. Like it's almost like an anti-violent film, it right? I mean, is. yeah. Well, so uh, yeah, because the leader. Oh, I, well, I didn't. I guess I was being half committal there, saying almost. Yeah, no. no that's, well, that's what I feel Toward you know towards the end, in her, yeah. in her all is lost. What is the in, point? Yeah, what is the point? Uh, what is the point in saving? You know, because she all gets you guys do she's, yeah. throughout the movie. I didn't pick this up immediately until the second time I saw it, but she's going through human history, I guess alphabetically. Yeah, and she uh, she's at the V's at one point. Yeah, a lot of good words in V. Yeah, right. Uh, and then she gets to the W, and and I, I thought the scene worked. Like she was crying when she learned about war. Right. And I, I mean, I thought she sold it. I thought the scene was written. I, I, I felt myself, you know, emotionally in that mood, in that scene. I just now thought of this. That's very Age of Ultron, Avengers, downloading the internet, getting to war, and being like, oh, we can't, we yeah, can't trust right. them. That's true. Oh, oh, yeah. We can't trust them with life. They'll just take it away. Then. Right, right, well, right. That's right. her whole argument, you know, at yeah, the end, yeah. and and uh, something I thought they, you know, I thought I thought it was set up well because in the beginning, you know, Bruce uh, uh, Dallas, Cor- Corbin Dallas is a uh, you know, down and out, and he actually says at one point that he's that he's, he's he says he's looking for a woman, the perfect. I'm looking for my perfect woman. Yeah, I have the line I've written. He says because uh, he's on the phone with the with the guy uh, with finger. Or whatever. Fingers, he says, yeah, his, uh, his cabbie. Uh, he's like, uh, get over your ex wife or whatever. There's a million women. He goes, I don't want a million women. I just want one, the perfect one. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Um, which is a good setup because the perfect woman shows up. Yes, you know? literally perfect and falls into his lap like an angel. Yep. Yes. So yeah. Um, yeah, so I, th- I thought all that was actually d- done pretty well. I think that, you know, Bruce, I-, I like the whole gag back and forth of he doesn't like to get messages, you know? Yeah. It'll be important, yeah. uh, it's, you know, with the... The last the, one I got, yeah. Yeah, yeah right. <laughs> with the, eating his lunch and then the general, I wrote his name down here somewhere, but the, um, the uh, Stater, Stoddard is the first general and then the other general, I guess we'll get to him. I can't remember. Brian, Brian Fella. yeah. He plays uh, General General Monroe. Yeah, right, right. Yeah. So he, I thought, I, I liked General Monroe. I liked his interactions, with whatever. Especially yeah, that was good. Yes. Um, I thought that was really good, and and they, you know, they fixed the contest. It could be important, and they, they you know, but I thought all those were very, very slick exchanges. We'd love to help, Major, but where can we go? Yeah. <laughs> Auto wash. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. Auto wash. Yeah, yeah no, uh, Mia Jovovich. He was really. I, I you know I liked her performance a lot. Uh, multi pass, mul- the whole multi pass thing I loved. Yeah, she knows it's a multi pass. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, but you have on the even the back to the violence thing. So he's Bruce Willis' character is a like former former uh, major, special ops or whatever. Yes, yeah. We learned that he he's, turned his way turned away from that, and now he's a cab driver, right? Um, so he retired even, six months ago. Yeah. yeah, but even but we don't really know why. But like, it, I mean, there's one hint to it. But if he's telling the truth, I guess in the scene. But again. Here's a guy who is capable of violence, but is currently living a life that's not violent, right? And not yes. using, you know, this dude can take care of himself. They show with the mugging, right? I mean, I'll hold on to that for a while. It takes the, you know, easily disarms the guy. And well, the, clearly that's happened a lot, I feel like, because he's got a whole stack of guns. Yeah, no, that, that whole, I, I, that, <laughs> you know, that but, guy knock on the door and, give me yeah. the gun. Yeah. Give I, me the I, cash. I, I, yeah. I remember loving that, and I watched it. I was like... I love that guy. <laughs> nice he, hat. Yeah, I like right, it. Nice hat. Yeah, you can almost—it almost looks like Bruce Willis is about well, to lose it. Yeah, nice, <laughs> nice hat. Very nice hat. Right. Uh, um, I love that whole exchange, man. Um, and then later on, he makes reference about his marriage. When Lilu, uh, he's trying to let Lilu in, and then uh, Major uh, Monroe or whatever, and the other guys are there. He's like, no, no, this is my my new girlfriend. She she knows it. You know, military room. My last marriage, wherever she can't see you guys. So I just I wonder how much truth there is to that. Like, why did he leave? Like, you know, did uh, military quote violence ruin his last marriage? Yeah. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. I, I don't know. I, I I guess I, I I guess I didn't pick up on the fact that he was married. I missed I missed that. I guess or he was divorced. Uh, his ex-wife ran off with his lawyer that yeah. was the last oh, yeah, two yeah, messages yeah, yeah, yeah. Now I remember yes yeah because yeah which that doesn't play into the military running it but yeah <clears throat> yeah 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 right, right. Wow. I had to write down the names of the aliens so that yeah so the, they're trying to kill the, the the bad guy the Mangalore show up but then the oh I'm sorry the Mandashawans show up and the Mangalorians are the ones that wipe them out wipe yeah. them out they are recovering just a little bit of the DNA of Lilu or whatever yeah. something that I thought was and uh, this this is a testament to both Milja Jovovich and Luke Besson. Luke Besson completely created that foreign language that she's talking yep. about mm-hmm. yeah. and made her memorize it. 
Yeah, the yeah, I had that note and then I didn't I didn't write it down for some reason. Um yeah, they they would write letters uh back and forth in this language really? and have conversations to, oh to make God. sure that you you know she She rattles to it. that right. You know? Yeah, like it's like it's a real language, yeah. And what's your name? <laughs> short, short yeah, yeah. What's uh, Corbin Dallas short? You know, that's good. No, they're in exchanges because I really like Bruce Willis in this movie. Yeah, no, um, I uh, absolutely every exchange. This 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 is the writing is good and the hands of the director are competent. I mean, yeah. when, when you have that combination, it it can be even when he when he first meets her. Like you, I feel like you almost fall in love with her when as Corbin does. Yes, you know, just like yes. even when you know she's crashing in the back and he's like, "Any survivors back there?" And he's looking back there, and then she rattles off all this, you know, this alien language and all. You oh, boom, I understand that. Bada yeah, boom, big yeah. Bada boom, just yeah, that's really good. No, it was really all like very that. endearing and, and clever. And uh, remember me, remember boom. Yeah, that's good. <laughs> Yeah, we learn of Zorn here. A Zorg? Zorg. I wrote Zorn down half the time, but it's Zorg. Zorg, like Toy Story 2. <laughs> that he is uh, behind this and actually is working for... They call him Mr. Shadow at one time. I guess that's what Zorg was referring to him, the, the evil as. Yeah, Mr. like this Shadow. planet is Mr. Shadow, right? Yeah, he's yeah. The, the planet is the incarnate of Mr. Shadow. Okay, yeah. So, because Zorg seems like the ultimate baddie, but then you realize the he's Shadow not. guy is holding the leash or whatever. Lilo escapes and, and and literally, you know, talk about the catalyst or whatever, literally drops yeah, through the it's roof. Good. Of, it's of a good, it's a good catalyst beat yeah. for sure. Especially, and they set that up well with uh, how many uh, points he's got on his license. Uh, yeah. At least 50. Yeah, you're yeah, a bad five. liar. Yeah, that was interesting. In, five. Yeah. When you said uh, he'd only been, he'd been out of the military six months, so he has almost no points on his license in, in six, six months. months. <laughs> right, yeah. right. Yes, I know I had an accident. <laughs> Yeah, thank you very much. Yeah, no, that's so he's good. not a great captain. Not a great, yeah. Right, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's true. My goodness, how do you even get around on those? Yeah, no, I wouldn't want to drive in that. No, 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 no. I mean, he almost gets hit just pulling out. And then right. I don't even feel like that, whose fault would that have been? I don't no, know what the rules yeah, are, you know? Sure. Yeah, so I, I thought, because uh, he, okay, so you have her dropping in, literally Catalyst or whatever, and then obviously he is being asked to go on this adventure, and she... You know, help, help me. She's Please trying to learn. help. Yeah, yeah. 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 Which I, you know, I, uh, you know, it's very, definitely emotional heartstring pull. Like this is somebody, it felt like almost like a child, you know. Well, it's funny you say that. Like, uh, I, I like it a lot, but I feel like he borrowed it from his own work, professional, and maybe just the way he wants his beats or whatever. And, and correct me if I'm wrong, but the way I remember this in the, prof- in the professional, Natalie Portman goes to... Um, knocks on Leon's door. Knocks on his door, and she's crying. And I don't know if she says the words, please help, or anything like that, but it's very much the same beat. Like, that's his breaking it, too, is letting her in. in yes, the yes. Um, and so that's his call. Like that's So, so they're very similar beats, um, which is fine. But just, yeah, I just thought they were... And, and I like it. I mean, the, the performances in both of them are fine. It just, they are very similar beats to me. Yeah, um, I, I think... I seem to remember Natalie Portman at that point, like, knocking and, like, standing there hoping to God. Because she's got to convince the bad guys that that's, that's really... So she died. Where she really lives there? I don't yeah, think yeah, she yeah. asked for help. I think she's standing there waiting. Waiting for him to let her in. Yeah, she lives there. Yeah, maybe. But isn't she crying and stuff? Like it's. Uh, is there, yeah. They're Visually demolishing the, the, the apartment at that time, her apartment. Okay, right. And she's yeah. walking past it. Seeing I mean, like I said, they work fine. Like I wouldn't want to try and take it away from him. Yeah. It just, they, it reminded me of that very much. Yeah. And Bruce is already sort of, we already see that he's kind of struck with her. Right. Yeah. And so. But he, yeah, but he refuses and a good yeah, refusal because to call. Yeah, oh, he sorry, knows I can't. that. Oh my God, there's so many points on my license. Yeah, right. right. This 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 means the end of his life. Yeah. So I think the decision is really a hard one because obviously, ultimately, he's like he does it for love or whatever, you know. Right. But yeah, I, I mean, it is the debate scene. It's a very quick debate scene, but but but. But it's there. Yeah. It's there. It's yeah. Uh, and then, oh, that's so stupid. And he takes off. Yeah. Right. Like, yeah. Yeah. So then we're into the fun and games, or whatever. And that's when they the fun and game starts with him delivering him to Father Cornelius, or was there another no, scene in between? Well, there's a, a, I think a, a car chase. chase. Yeah, well, yeah of course, car yeah. chase. They go into the yeah, that's fun and the fog. You know, I mean, like, what does that mean in this world? Yeah, McDonald's so still exists. I mean, that's great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, there's there's a lot of not a lot, but there's at least two or three times that I can remember, like when when the cops eating his McDonald's and Bruce Willis comes by and he's, you know, his reaction is whoa. You know, like there's this, there's this dead because the the assistant scientist, when the president comes at the end and he's he's like, oh, they're uh, you know, yeah. that guy he has one of those beats too, like, uh, but but yeah, so the, several characters have this beat of just deadpan, whoa, you know, right? <laughs> Stylist choice, but I, I I enjoyed that a couple times or whatever. Uh, yeah, the car chase pursued by the cops. Uh, I have down Bruce being Bruce because he's got a lot of cool lines. He's 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 in his form, you know. Mm. 
Yeah, no, he um obviously is an actor, right? And that's the whole point. But he he seems at home, you know, this guy who's in Die Hard and then especially watching them in all these maybe that's why it occurred to me, like watching these four movies that are, you know, very drastically different. He seemed at home in this futuristic world being a cab driver. Like very believable that this is his world and this is where yes, he's at. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that yeah, they go to to the apartment. Um and then of course the 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 priest doesn't know who she is at first, then realizes, and 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 Bruce, uh, Corbin is immediately shuffled out the door. Right? I mean, he's yeah, you know, just gone. Um, I feel like that goes into the uh, the whole violence thing. Like, uh, here's a guy who, like, he's not needed. His way of dealing with things, like, he's he's not. I mean, I don't know how much that guy could have known about him, but like, well, we got this. We got this handled. We don't need you, Corbin. He's yeah. been preparing you know, his whole life. For he's that. Been, yeah, I've, right. exactly. I've been yeah, preparing my whole life because, like, later on when he they meet back up and he tells Corbin, you know. We're going to save the world. And then Corbin's like, you're going to save the world? Like, really? You yeah, know? I've like, been doing this, you know, yeah. whatever. A certain way, right? But I like how when he shows up at the door, he thinks, I need a priest. And they, I, don't, I, don't, I didn't catch his line. I've seen it, that scene twice now. But oh, Weddings are down the hall. Yeah, yeah. No, okay, the, weddings are down the hall. Yeah, like I got the gist of it that he... A cynical... Not my thing. And, and then, the door, it, and then yeah. it pays off at the end when Zorg's guy... Zorg's guys come down the hall. Uh, weddings? <laughs> uh, not exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> so it sets that joke up. Yeah, right nice. There. Uh, yeah, so that was good. Kicks the door in. And again, maybe that's what, again, like kicking the door in is kind of, you know, it's violent, you know? Yeah, I had I had uh, that he actually drove his cab into the second act. Uh, at 36 minutes, he floors the cab into the second act, the cops in pursuit. So as soon as Bruce Willis decides he's going to help her, he takes off in the cab. Yeah. So it's not necessarily the door, but I, I, I guess I sort of pegged that as, okay, if you're, if you're talking it, Physically, he physically drives from the first act to the second act mm, yeah. after making that decision or whatever. That's a cool. Yep. Yeah, and then and then starts going down against the flow of traffic, right into the into, into the, the fog. Yeah, yeah, into the new world. Yeah. Yeah. You're right, 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 right. And then there's a doorway with the priest, right, when he shows up there. I mean, a yeah, little bit he, later, but yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, he definitely knocks on the door. Yeah. To the second act. <laughs> right. Yeah, and in case we didn't like, so there's this whole thing where uh, Bruce uh, Corbin tries to kiss her. And you know, yeah, right, that's very good. Yeah, <laughs> never without right. my permission. Definitely shouldn't have done that. Definitely shouldn't no, have done no, that. I, what I, does this mean? Uh, no, 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 never without my permission. Yeah, that's never what I, permission. Uh, that's, that's what, what I thought. thought. I'd, I'd love that. So back oh. home, in case where there was no doubt, there is you know discussion with what fingers or whatever being hustled by his boss. Where's my cab? But Bruce quite clearly has made the decision that he has found you know the, his perfect woman, right? Because he's talking found her and lost her, in my opinion, at this point. Like, yeah, because you know, because as soon as he rides back home, I shouldn't have kissed her. Right, right, yeah, and no, he's, he's explaining to his yeah. boss, you know, who, who I think is kind of cool. Like most bosses are yelling and you're fired, and all this stuff, and this boss seems like he's generally understanding and just like wants to hear. Oh, all right, man. I don't know if he says it, but it seems like all right, man. I've been there. I've had seen that girl. Like I don't. Think, he never says that, but it clearly the way Bruce Willis lays down on the bed, he can talk about the girl to his boss. That it it seems like his, you know, what I mean like his yeah. boss is going to be understanding of that. You know, yeah, because he was. Bruce Willis's character, Corbin Dallas, was in charge of his boss in the military. Is that right? They worked. Is that what together. it was? Okay. Yeah. I guess I missed some of that. Okay. So I now now I think that dynamic is changed. Switched. Okay. So they do have a relationship. That's what it is. Previously. Because he calls him Major. Yes. Um, yeah, he refers to Corbin as Major. So yes. yeah, all right, I missed that then. Yeah. Nice. I guess some of the other funny games too, we were introduced to Zorg also in this point where he's, you know, selling the guns to yes. the Mangalores. Um, and yeah, this is good. <laughs> uh, that was always my favorite scene yeah. with all the tricks and little cool things that those guns had. Right. That was very cool. Yeah. My, my, my favorite part of that, you know, now a real killer would have asked about that little red button on the bottom right. of the gun, you know, right. a real died in the wool killer. And it's cool because it cuts to the Mangalores and the guys in the background, they shoot an ad on their, their other, their buddies or whatever. Yeah. Right? Like they're all messing with the gun. Oh, what does this button do? And then, yeah. Right. Yeah. Well, that, the, the button. Uh, that again is a callback to the professional of Gary Oldman walking down the hall, talking to his, second in command while there's an explosion behind him while there's something going yeah. on behind him like he he has that i uh, like a methodical blah 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 he has a similar thing yeah in the professional right. it's they, they had the same fate too they both get yes. blown he gets blown up in both movies yes yeah, yeah and here we learn well obviously gary Oldman gets the case the case is empty and we learn empty. that the opposite of full <laughs> <laughs> you can count that editing that editing was beautiful yes the Where back they, and forth similar explaining the two conversations yeah the, yeah, it's like <laughs> he opens the case and then closes it, and then she's like, "Empty." Oh yeah, and yeah. She yeah, laughs yeah. and laughs and laughs, and then empty. The yeah. opposite right. of full. Right, because because they're uh, talking to each other. Yeah, the different. father asks her, "What do you mean empty?" 
And then, okay, and then okay, he right. answers. Uh, yeah, Zorg it. answers. Empty, yeah. So, like, in the just in the previous movie we were talking about with Edwards, he would have had both those conversations play out in their fullness back to back. Instead of cutting between the two. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, Luke Besson did it the right way. No, no, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. It, uh, was, it was funny. It was upbeat. It kept the energy going. I really liked it. He yeah. has a... Uh, Zorg has a, a lot of good lines in here, but uh, at one point he's like, uh, he's, I think he's talking to the Mandalores, and he's like, why? What's wrong with me? Or whatever. Uh, I think that's what he's talking to the Mandalores. It might have been the father, but I think yeah, I thought he was talking to the Mandalores. At just one point, uh, yeah, I wouldn't give this to you. And he's like, why? What's wrong with me? And just, I don't know, just his story. Yeah, no, no. Any, uh, yeah, Zorg, uh, Gary Oldman, anytime. I just, I, I just love everything. And there's this reoccurring deal with him saying, I know. Like a father, oh, Cornelius says, "You're a monster." I know. Yeah. yeah. And then um, later on, the, when his uh, right hand man fails him, he's like, "This is never happening again." I know. And then he blows him up. And yeah. Then when he comes, when Zorg shows up to the hotel to finally, you know, stop asking somebody else to do it, I'm gonna go get the stones myself. Yeah. The um, I think when he lands, the hotel staff tells him that uh, you know, we're evacuating. There's a bomb, and he shoots them all up and goes, "I know." I yeah. Like, just yeah. it's yeah, that's this cool. callback of you know, I know, and then disappointed, like he says that a lot. You know, about being disappointed. I'm so disappointed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, anyhow. Oh, that's good stuff. Uh, I like the idea, just a, a little gag of uh, the Chinese food right at your door. Like he's getting like legit Chinese food, but he didn't have to leave his apartment. Like in this in this world, that's kind of cool. Yeah, yeah, With yeah. The, the, the boat that comes up, they can actually right. fly. Like, yeah. So the uh, Fifth Element, they had the DoorDash idea before DoorDash. They did. Oh, yeah, 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 they did. Yeah. Restaurant Dash. Just Restaurant Dash, yeah. That'd be sweet if they just pulled right up, made yeah, it. Yeah, that'd be cool. Yeah, exactly. That's what I'm saying. Like, this guy could get to Bocce right there without having to, or whatever he wanted, you know? Yeah, no, it's, it's good world building. Like, you know, yeah. yeah that, and he, uh, and uh, clearly the rapport he had, he's ordered from this guy before. And the yeah. fact that it was an ancient, I, I'm going to guess, Chinese vessel. Right. <laughs> but yeah. it was a floating in space. Yeah, 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 yeah. That was good. So second act, fun and games. We're still in fun and games? Uh, I think yeah, so. well, I think everything we were saying was fun and games. Yeah. yeah. Um, what do you have as the midpoint, Phil? I have down as a midpoint false victory. I have them arriving at Flossed in Paradise as the midpoint false victory. Like they, they, they get to, because there's this whole sequence, which I thought was also was done very well about different people trying to impersonate Corbin Dallas. Corbin Dallas. Because yeah. all the parties how they get there, I thought was done well. Um, Every party is interested for their own reasons to impersonate Corbin Dallas and to get to Lost in Paradise. And Corbin is able to get there and be himself and And get on and get on board. But so as a, as a, I call it a false victory because they get there, uh, but there's still, they still have not achieved their purpose. So there is, I guess a victory, but there's going to be some setbacks coming pretty soon right? sure yeah no it's, not, it's interesting i had it in the same area yeah um, but like him i guess you know winning the tickets to flossed in paradise is his false victory because it that's it's her his false victory is her coming back into his life because he thought he'd lost her yeah right and so her coming back into his life but he still can't be with her because we gotta go save the world and there's still mandalores and zorg out there there's all these bad guys that are about to close in yeah right so it's like because i mean he's his goal he says i'm not looking i'm looking for the perfect woman like that's his goal right not to be a good cab driver to save the world he wants to be with somebody he's alone he wakes up alone and i think i we talked about that uh, yeah or i didn't get to say that in the opening image his opening image is waking up alone because his closing image is being with her not alone. It's, right. it's him and, and his the, cat. And the, and the little... Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's him yeah. and his cat. Yeah, the love of his life in a way is a cat. I was going to say the only woman in his life, but his mom gets lots of phone calls from her. But anyhow... And she's stranded on the moon. <laughs> I didn't yeah. know she was stranded on the moon. Yeah. Yeah. I'd leave her on the moon, too. Um, yeah. Anyhow, but, so, so I think that's the... Her coming back into his life. Because they not, orchestrated the contest. Like, he didn't technically win. Like, they yeah. fixed it they where fixed he would it. have to... Because apparently it's very hard to get to Floss and Perry. All the... Everything is booked. Like nobody could get there. That's why everybody needs to impersonate. It's like the Super Bowl on right. on steroids with yeah, security right. with the the diva performance. So all I that. mean, like he was. So I I, I think I, you're you're probably right, but I think he was he was going to get those tickets whether he wanted them or not. It, yeah. Okay. Yeah. So I I just thought like when once he finally got to Floss in Paradise, it was after all of this conflict and people trying to take him out and impersonate him and. Uh, right, and now he's there. Now he's, now he's he's lowering himself into the sleep chamber. He's yeah, but he didn't get his, to be with yeah. her. I, I feel like it centers around well, her because even when he's yeah. it's the outward inward. Wait, 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 wait. and then he's he's there she knocks him her. out. He can't even. He finally got a moment alone with her, he's and so then he gets knocked out. You know, yes. I mean, 
with the, the so it's, it's the like a, it's like a false defeat for her, but a false victory for because because it's two tracks, right? Like yeah. it's his emotional one, which is her. Like if he if he saves the world, he gets her. So yep. yeah, uh, you know the the two tracks have to have to join, right? Yeah. Right. So yeah, I think I think maybe the emotional midpoint I would agree is is her back in his life because he thought he lost. Yeah, her. getting the tickets yeah. and but I feel like the 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 hour story the the goal. Because of all the struggle he had just to get there, mm-hmm, yeah. now he's there. Right, and now now that kind of makes sense is when they wake up, she's gone out of the little little yep. thing. He has to find her, and the first thing he basically says to her is, "This isn't a vacation. We're here to save the world." Essentially, right. That might have been the words he when he was sliding in that sleep chamber. Okay, now we're alone. We got to save the world, and I don't think I don't think he understood what she was. Yeah, that's when she said, "No, I protect you." Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm the fifth element. Right. Yeah, and he's like, "No, first time I'm talking to you, let me, let me do this." Right. She ends up kicking all the ass. Yeah, 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 yeah. Because yeah, he's still trying to solve it his his yes, way, his way, right? Yeah, his way with violence and kicking in doors and shooting people up or whatever. And um, and even I thought it was interesting that the father has to resort to violence to in, to get the tickets. Like he yeah, knocks he, Bruce Willis out. He's like, please forgive me. He yeah, whacks yeah. Bruce Willis and and then she tries to braid him and say something. He, yeah, yeah, no, I'm not proud of what I did. You know, yeah. right, right. No, I I I thought the I thought that was played well or whatever. Yeah. So yeah. All right. So midpoint is is I think we're hitting both pretty close. It's the point at which they're getting to Flossen or have gotten the tickets. That's that part of the story. I think is, is yeah, in, is, is in the there. Midpoint. Yeah. And then we meet Ruby Rod. You know, it reminds Ruby me of Cisco. Rod. Remember Cisco? Oh, yeah, like the very thong much song? reminds me of yeah, reminds yeah the thong song. Right, reminds me of Cisco way before Cisco. I guess. Oh, who is Cisco? What he was? A, uh, yeah, don't worry about it. Yeah, okay. Just an artist, but yeah, just I. James said yes, and so that's all I needed. Okay, I need one good. one person to go. Yeah, I agree. So yeah, bad guys close in. So we've got the police coming to Corbin's apartment. Um, Corbin hides Lilu and Father Cornelius, and then the the auto wash thing we talked about earlier. Um, and and I guess for me, because mine's earlier, it's just her coming back into his life. So I guess these might not be under your. They're probably still under my fun and games. Under your fun and games. Because the bad guys close in. I have they get to Flosten and the Mangalore and Zorg by proxy. But I guess Zorg does show up. Are waiting there like they're they're very quickly on the scene. So right. Just just to be clear, real quick though. The Mangalores, uh, after the gun scene, Zorg pissed them off. So now Zorg is trying to get the stones. The Mangalores are trying to get the stones yes. from Zorg to hold them captive. Yes. Bruce Willis is trying to get the stones to save the world. Several people are after this yep. thing. Yeah, yeah. The Mangalores and Zorg are not working together anymore after their so deal went sideways. Now, oh, okay. now oh, on yeah. Flossed in Paradise, you've got three groups. Yeah, there's at least three because they're all trying to, which I, that whole sequence of getting, trying to impersonate. Yes. Right. Dallas, I thought was done yes. done done well. I did like the the mashup, so to speak, of the fight scene with uh, Lilu while the opera singer was singing. Yeah, I thought that was mm-hmm. pretty well. Very done. cool soundtrack. Yeah, and there's a good. Um, I like the transition there, like when she's done singing, they're all standing up or whatever, clapping, right? And yeah. And I think it's I think it's Ruby Rod. He might not be the only one, but he actually voices the word Bravo, Bravo, and then they cut to Zorg. Finding Lilu having wiped out all the Mandalore, and he goes, Bravo, Bravo. Oh, like, okay. I, a, I missed there's that. There's like yeah. a Bravo transition. I don't know what else you call it, but <laughs> a Bravo transition. Yeah. I like that one. So yeah, yeah, that's just kind of cool. There, and there's, um, yeah, anyhow, he goes in there, and then, yeah. Yeah, because she, rem- uh, I guess Lilu remembers that these were the ones who shot, because she has flashbacks of the ship crashing. Right. Uh, so it's, on some level, she recognized these as the ones that. Shot her, shot her, and her shot the Mondachiwan's yeah. ship down to. Yeah, the I didn't really movie. think about it, but I guess she resorts to 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 violence. I guess because of that like payback, revenge. You know what I mean? Like well, she had studied all the the Bruce, uh, Bruce Lee and stuff. Yeah, but she like violence is not her way and not the answer. That doesn't ultimately save them, right? But uh, like, I mean, it's a cool fight sequence. But I, I mean, and maybe I'm wrong. I didn't think about it till just now. Yeah. But like her, like maybe that wasn't her plan is to go in there and beat them up. But then she realized, oh, these are the assholes that shot me up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fuck these guys, I'm about to beat them up. You know, because it still doesn't solve anything. Like she beats them up, but then the stones still aren't there. And Zora comes in, shoots the place all up, and she gets injured and stuff. Like it, that, her beating them up doesn't. Well, yeah, because the right? the stones are in the in the diva diva, yeah. which I guess at this point we don't know because because Zorg thinks that they're in the box. And again, right. there's the sequence. It's of, empty. It's, right. Yeah. <laughs> Just another empty box. Yeah. Of Zorg. Empty box. Uh, yeah. Um, yeah. Cause Zorg goes to 
Flossed in Paradise to just do it himself. Yep, he's frustrated. And I'm he done. finds the himself. mistaken box that the Mandachuans, not Mandachuans, the Mangalores found. Yep. <laughs> so it's poor Zorg. Yeah, no. <laughs> right. Yeah, because he was like, if you got to do something, you got to do it yourself. And, you know, so you think it. Anyway, they're not in the case. So uh, there were a couple of, there was a, a scene or two here, and Sherry noticed it also, uh, sort of reminiscent of, of Die Hard. Like when he's, um, being shot at by the Mongolians or whatever, and, and he's hiding. Uh, you know, throw me the gun and throws the pool balls or whatever. Oh, gosh. Thank you. Thank you very much. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it's almost like a shoot the glass scene because, you know, he's sitting there. But then he, like, he jumps. Yeah, and he yells. Ah, yeah, and yeah, it almost looked like hard. the scene yeah. when he's jumping off the roof of Nakatomi, right, right. with the explosion behind him. I, I was talking about also when she's in the... Yeah, the air ducts. Yes. yes, hiding in the air ducts. She pulls the John McClane for sure. I was, yeah. I was thinking in the in the scene previous to that when Ruby Rod is entered, you know, walking the, the 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 auditorium, and she's like, "That guy is the football player, or uh, laser ball player." Yeah. And when I was a kid, I thought it was he can't hear anything because he's stoned out. I thought, oh, he's this big celebrity. He's yeah. stoned. No, he's stoned deaf. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I yeah, never I, caught the deaf part, so now the throw me the gun makes sense. Yeah, he uh, was just like, it didn't until the second time I watched it. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I thought he was stoned out. Like, knows. he was just on, you know, whatever, Spice. Right. Whatever Star Wars. <laughs> right, right, yeah, right. Yeah. yeah, so then there's a negotiation. So uh, I have a false victory at the midpoint, and of course, all is lost. A false defeat. Is that what... That would, what is your false defeat? Um, like what, what happens? Let's see. So Zorg shows up, gets the box holding the stones. Milia is getting shot in the air shaft and is injured. The priest is captured and the diva killed. Zorg sets a bomb, a, a ticking clock, and escapes with the case. So it seems like everything uh, is going against them, right? Uh, yeah. No, that's just essentially what I had. Yeah, the yeah. diva getting shot and killed. And then, because um, I feel like his break into two is figuring out the, the stones are in me, what that means. Because from that moment on, he's yeah, um, gung-ho on. Because that's the first time he picks up, other than with the mugger, that's the first time he, I think, picks up a gun and starts doing his thing. You know, being Bruce Willis. So he starts taking them all out. And, yeah, yeah. Like he's now running it's time from to do it his way. Yeah, right, right. Which I think, to, to the back to the Die Hard references, um, like... If you're gonna have a movie in there with a bunch of action, if you got Bruce Willis in your movie and this is post Die Hard, you gotta have Bruce no, Willis uh, be absolutely. fucking Bruce Willis be and Bruce have some Willis. cool stuff. Yeah, like yeah. those are some of my favorite parts of when I saw it the first time. Mm -hmm. I was like, oh, this is amazing. I mean, yeah, they're still cool now, but they're not. You know, I guess looking at other stuff in the movie now, as opposed to when I was 15 or whatever when this came out. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I guess like the the all the was the Dark Knight of the Soul. Lilu is near death, and is all that matters to like because he, he's. He, I guess he gets her out of the shaft. Yeah, he has to find her, and they go to the security cameras. Yeah. Once they neutralize the, uh, I forget their name, the Mongolors. Yeah. Once they neutralize them, he finds Lilu through the security cameras. Goes and embraces her. Right. Yeah. No, yes. that's what happens. And she's but I near guess, death or whatever. And so, but that's the always lost is her being near death. Well, Dark Knight of the Soul, like he. Okay. Yeah. Um. So what's his break into three then? Well, Lilu's near death. There's a bomb with only five minutes, and the, so everyone has to evacuate. Zor gets. Zord returns to get the stones carried by. I guess Ruby is carrying them at this point, because uh, yeah, they've removed him from the removed him from the yeah. He pulled them out. Yeah, uh, so just I guess did. prior to getting the stones, there's a lot of loss here for Bruce and everybody, right? Yeah. The break into three I have is, uh, and, and and this I was a, I was a little unsure of this. Uh, they steal Zorg's ship. The evil is heading for, or they get the the idea that the evil is heading for Earth. Lilo gets to the W's of human history and learns about war. It seems to it seems to almost kill her and make her lose hope of doing her job. So this is this to me seemed like the darkest point of the film. They steal Zorg's ship. Is that right? In that Zorg, yeah, Zorg gets there after realizing the stones are not in the second case that yeah. he's got. Goes back onto Flost in Paradise ship, and Bruce Willis is like, "Ooh, free ship!" Yeah, yeah, because uh, <laughs> that was passing. Like they go in the elevator and here comes Zorg. So yeah, yeah. he misses. So the the break in the three, the third act is the storming of the castle and all that. I have as them getting to the temple in Egypt. Do you have it earlier? Yeah, yeah I have it earlier. Yeah, so yeah. The, so the end of the second act would be Zorg blowing up on Flost in Paradise. Is that right? On yeah, Flost. and then blasting off on Zorg's ship from Flost in Paradise to Egypt. Now, the, now they're going to fight the big bad, which is yes. Mr. Shadow. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so now it's third act. They're on the ship. They're going. Yeah, back. but I think I think Chris. I had, yeah, I just had it earlier because like if they're. He's already found Lilu, right? He's found Lilu. He's he's taken off, right? They got the stones. Like that's a 
that's a false defeat, right? That they're they escaped being blown up, and we got the stones, and I found Lulu. Like that doesn't ring true to me that that's a false defeat. You know, like that have a false defeat or false, yeah, false defeat. Well, I guess up to the because because the, the diva's dead, Lilu is injured or whatever. Yeah, Zorg, I, I guess previous thought he had the stone. Like it, it seemed to happen very quickly, but yeah, it it seems that that they the, the victory is getting to Floston, but then things happen and they don't have the stones until he figures out that they're in the diva, and he. But Lilu is. But then he's got to protect the stones. He's got to keep the bad guys from getting them. So to me, his breaking in three and yeah. is him. She says the stones are in me. She needs you, Corbin. Yeah. Right. And again, he's still doing it the wrong way, right? Because he's not willing to profess his love, which comes right. later. But I'm gonna do it my way. He picks up the gun. He figures out the stones are in her, and he tells Ruby, "Hold on to these." Yes. Because Ruby can't go kill all the Mandalorians. No, and, no. You know, they got big foreheads and big teeth. He can't do all that, right? right. So Corbin's the only one who can do it at this point and save the day his way. Yeah, yeah. So to me, that's. I mean, there's a big action scene there where, if that's the, right. if that's the all is lost, right? Like then where's his breaking? Thing? Like that just feels like this big action scene, this big moment for him picking up a gun and. Yeah, having this action scene like that to me just feels like too big of a moment for it to not to be the the breaking of three or something like it doesn't, you know. There's a the question I have. Uh, I think they're maybe blurry. I mean, because yeah. you and I disagree. You Did know? he pick up a gun uh, when Ruby Rod had the Mangalorian the gun to his head? Yeah, that was a very funny scene. Bruce Willis hadn't fired a gun up until then, right? Did I don't he, think so. He, no, he, was he, he trying put, to defer. He's put the gun on there, and then he tells Ruby to hold, hold it. it right here. If he moves, kill him, and then he's. Well, so give, give me a minute. Give me anything, and that's when he figures out the. He was trying to do the nonviolent thing yeah. of just holding. Yeah, that's true. And then and Ruby yeah, sneezes. Ruby's, I don't know what he, she does. Yeah. What he does, but ah, she shoots him. Oh, I'm sorry. And then apologizes to him when he's dead. So that yeah. makes more sense. Kind of linear. Like Bruce Willis hadn't turned that corner yet. Right. He was still trying to do the right thing. <laughs> yeah. 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 I mean, he, yeah. Because violence, I guess, even coming out of the military for whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. there's even like. Even the way the president and then the Monroe react to the way he deals with the situation. Yeah. You know, where did he learn that? I wonder. How did he learn to negotiate like that? This is what you call a, a secret. Yeah, you know, yeah. Like he's going there just shooting up the place and, you know, <laughs> yeah. take care of it, you know, wipe so them I, all out. So after the all is lost, false defeat. Because yeah, all is lost, the Diva getting killed, Lilu getting, yeah. you know, injured, injured in the dare duck or in the, in the dare duck. Air duct. <laughs> yeah. Um, we still have those in the future. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um, that to me is the, yeah, I guess the all is lost and his dark night is the stones are in me. Corbin, she needs you. Him figuring that out. And his bra- everything else is breaking in three. Like taking all these guys, getting the stones, escaping off from the bomb. Like it's all one big action sequence to me. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I think. Um, but again, I, I, it's interesting that we disagree. I, well, I think the beats may be a little blurry and that's why we disagree. But, I guess I was, cause, uh, I was looking for a clear break in the action from one yeah. situation to another, and until they had the stones and are ready to storm the castle, yeah, so to speak. I, I just, I guess, I just, I'm not saying you're wrong. But I guess yeah, I yeah, just, yeah. maybe I was looking for too linear a break because when they take off to go to Egypt, they are storming the castle, which is essentially the third act, uh, gathering the team and all that other stuff, right? Yeah, uh, wouldn't that make sense though? The, the way that the second the second act started or the first act ended was him driving off in the taxi, yes, the third act starts with them heading in the ship to that way. That's where I would think the third break would be. Yeah. No, I mean, it feels like it, but it just seems, it just, I don't know. It, it bugs me because it's not a false defeat or whatever. Yeah. Cause like, cause it's cause of the, the whole breaking the three is in the dark night is another debate scene. Like the catalyst, I can either do something about this or I can just let it happen. Yeah, right. Right. He's already recovered the stones. He's already got Lilu. Like, where were they headed, right? He was just, I mean, I guess his choice is, don't go take out the big alien planet and save the world and just spend your last five minutes with Lilu. I mean, that's unclear if that's the choice. Yeah. And so I feel like the choice, you know, either they're surrounded by bad guys, figure out what she means by the stones are in me, or wait and get killed or captured or whatever's going to happen. Yeah. And Lilu, if I'm being shot at and captured, where the hell's Lilu at? I mean, it's all massive chaos. So I feel like that's his breaking the three and they're just upping the the ante like he, he dealt with the bad guy but oh guess what zorg's not the main bad guy here's this cosmic entity you still got to deal with that and that's where the i don't know yeah i mean i, I don't know intentionally because his breaking the three ought to be also learning his lesson and yeah. dealing with it and with love which he doesn't so this is where i guess goes to your point at the end when they're lining all the stones like yeah. it's there's no violence there to solve to save the day like no guns or anything can save the day in this story it's right right it's, it has to be yeah yeah, because I think up to the point where he gets the stones out of the diva yeah. is definitely a dark night. Because once he gets the stones out, 
Because yeah. I, I remember thinking about that. Well, how is that? You know, he, he guessed the stones now. Yeah. Uh, but there's still Lilu, I guess. But yeah, um, yeah, I can see what you're saying because once he gets the stones, it's not necessarily a bad thing anymore, right? Yeah. Right. So that could be where the third act starts. and Unless it's a false victory. Yeah, when we have it backwards, it's a false I would, victory. I would, and, I would argue that it's a false victory, victory. because... So what's the false defeat the stones, about... Finds Lilu, everything's safe. Oh, no, no, it's not. As we far as Bruce Willis is concerned, I mean, and correct me if I'm wrong, but nowhere in the movie is Bruce Willis aware of the, the Shadow entity. Planet. Yeah. No, he I was thinking about that. I was like, why did they explain that? Because Bruce, because they forgot to tell Bruce Willis along yeah. the way. But you're right. Maybe it's, yeah, his false. To your point, they're breaking it three years ago. Deal with the Shadow Planet thing because at yeah. this point he's gotten everything he thought he wanted. Zorg's dead. Yeah, other alien, the bad aliens are dead. He's on his way back home. Yeah, he doesn't know about the Shadow Planet. I mean, unless it was mentioned somewhere else in the movie. Yeah, no, 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 he doesn't. Yeah, I felt like it was that was one of the spots of the writing that bothered me was. Them having to tell him at the end, you know, well, yeah. I was like, well, wait a minute, but all they did was point. you're going to save the world, so he thought, okay, stones on Take out Zorg and these Mandalore guys, get the stones, cool, I'm good, good now to go. I'm done and back. What do you mean yeah. we got to go to Egypt? That's so yeah, that's false victory. Then I don't know. <laughs> yeah, the midpoint, the, what's the midpoint? It's gonna be a false uh, defeat somewhere, false losing defeat. her, but that seems way early. Yeah, I don't know what would be the. I'd have to go back and look at it about getting to maybe the false defeat would be there at the end where Lilu just doesn't want to do it. But I don't know yeah, structure wise. I, uh, yeah, I don't. Yeah. Well, you know, because his whole breaking the three is convincing her to to help them out and and do that, right? And we gotta. My way is not gonna work. You have. Yeah. So I think you're right. I think that is him taking off is uh, is the breaking the three if it's a false. Yeah. Uh, All right. Victory. So the false defeat is. I don't and know. and these things aren't 100 percent rigid. I mean, more guides than anything. But yeah. So there is some. I think we're hitting around it though. But the third act is certainly dealing with. There you go, Chris. Yeah, well, well, the third act is certainly dealing with. It goes with by quick. The, um, it goes by real quick. It does. The third act is certainly dealing with and defeating the Mr. Shadow and the evil, right? So, yeah. uh, very quickly, I just had the gathering of the team. So, the team is essentially gathered, but they got to work together to try to figure out what, how do these stones work. And it isn't until the young priest discovers. Uh, which I thought I thought was pretty clever. You know, yeah, breathe, no, I like the way they did that. Breathing on it. <laughs> Tell me exactly what, what you, you did. did. <laughs> I said, we're not going to make it. And they all just stand there. Yeah, yeah I, you know. I, Even Ruby Rudd's comment about, why do I get to do one that's broke? One's broke. Why yeah, do I have to get the broke one? Right, so <laughs> a, lot of, a lot of good sequences there. The, the high tower surprise, okay? So you, you, they storm the castle, but then there's a, a, another setback. Uh, Lilu seems to die. They only have five minutes and they have to, and they have no idea how to work the stones, right? Yeah. This is when... Uh, the young priest discovers how he made his work. That would be the one thing I would think that would be passed along through generations of that priesthood is how you operate the damn stones. Right. Well, he can says theoretically. Yeah, in theory. He keeps saying in theory. In theory, but, yeah. but they've never had to. They never had to do it yeah. but, but, 5,000 years ago. But, but some, yeah, someone yeah. Some should have wrote it down, right? Yeah, that would have been oh, damn, good I knew to write I, down. Maybe, maybe the professor at the beginning of the movie hadn't gotten that far. Or, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, okay, yeah. The dig, the dig deep down I have is this conversation that he has with Lilo. You know, that you are just going to destroy yourselves. What's it worth saving for? And you know, yeah, yeah. and he says, well, you know, love or whatever. And and so love is worth saving. You know, yeah, I mean, she, and she has a good line. I don't know love. Right, right, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, execution of the new plan. This is the five step, the five stage finale that Edwards has come up with. Uh, storm the castle, gathering the team. Dig deep down. Execution of the new plan. Lilu rises, so uh, and then evil is destroyed, right? So yeah. they get all the stones, and the final image: Lilu and Corbin happy, uh, love, and his perfect woman, right? So to your point, that he was alone, he's looking for his perfect woman. Well, at the end, he's not alone; he's happy, and he's got his perfect woman. I, I really liked that scene, and I really liked that very the, the the freeze frame image of them smiling at each other with the. I thought I even liked the blue, like the blue and yeah, the, that distorted color. Yes, I yeah. thought like every time I see that, it, I just feel good. Like so, I I really think they nailed that. I really like the song that's playing under there. Like I'll let that play. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. so cool. That, yeah, that, that, I, yeah, it, uh, yeah, for some reason, all the right feelings. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, so that's that's everything I had about it. Uh, I, I like this movie. I really did. Yeah, so maybe <laughs> it's bugging me on the the beats. So maybe going back to. The midpoint being, we said it's going to be a false defeat if getting the stones, finding Lilu was a false victory, right? Maybe being reunited with her 
Um, and then being knocked out and separated from her again is a false defeat or something. That yeah. could be, yeah. It's definitely a false defeat. He gets her and then, you know, it's it's all fake or whatever because, you know, the father there is for nefarious purposes or whatever, right? He knocks him out and, you know, but he comes back to him, right? Well, that, that, had to, that has to make sense because when the stewardess hits the button, only he falls asleep. We only Lilu see him fall asleep, up. yeah. No, she's going down the row, knocking them all out. Yeah, but no, Lilu but was still awake. Lilu, yeah, Lilu. she didn't hit hers. Yeah, so that's that may be a point of that's where I just had her in my hands and yeah, it's gone. Yeah, that yeah, kind of makes sense. Okay, right. Yeah, and then he gets her, but it's false victory because you still got to deal with this alien yes. thing, this alien cosmic entity, planet yeah. guy, whatever it is. Another situation. He gets knocked out. Now he can't talk to her. He and wakes guns up, won't. In his way, guns won't solve it at the yeah. end. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, you can tell that Shay loved this movie. Yeah. <laughs> what did you? What did you? Uh, do you like anything about it? What did you? Why did you not like it? I guess well, she doesn't like sci-fi. Either. I don't. I don't like that type of sci-fi. Y'all, y'all are naming all these kind of whatever they are. The critters. races or the the breeds. Yeah, and I'm like, yeah, it's, I, it, it, it's a lot. the 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 language was hard for me. Yeah, no, she uh, she doesn't like time travel for the same reason. Oh, like, all I don't like world. time travel. No. But so no Star I mean, Wars, no Back to the no, Future. No, I like I like Star Wars and I like Back to the Future. That's acceptable for <laughs> time travel. However, um, I mean this this movie it was worth watching once. Yeah, right? I won't watch it again. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> it, 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 yeah. It had its moments. It, it was funny. Um, yeah, it's weird. I mean, it's out there for sure. Yeah, it's yeah, very stylish. It's a weird movie. It's very, very visually. It's, it's I think it's really which cool. is like like two thousand and one and Space Odyssey and all that are so stylistic. I can't watch them. Like I don't like Kubrick. Kubrick is that way anyway. Right. But you know, like I feel the same way about two thousand one. I well, that whole scene at the yeah. end with the baby and the embryo. Come on, man, give me something at least. You know, you well, just don't get it, Phil. I don't. You just don't I absolutely do not get it. Even even the traffic scenes in this movie were too chaotic for me i mean yeah. you know i'm like uh, okay what what's the fog and why are they you know i just like mm. that's the cool part about this director is all that little tiny stuff like you were mentioning the, yeah. the more spikes they have the higher up they are even the ads in the background and the cars they oh. were just they were great yeah and so it added that anxiety for me when you see all that oh, zooming yeah. around you're like oh my god if you I watch not the, want to do that if you watch the fact track like every t- Half a second, there's a fact coming up. I mean, I, I, I finally just stopped watching it. Yeah. Because it was so much. There is so much. And there's a whole nother disc to the to the one I have, which I'm sure is. Nice. Because they kept making. If you want to know more about this, watch the such and such documentary on the disc. And like, oh my God. Wow. So yeah, you could. We could. Yeah. Anyway, very stylistic. Uh, the world in these kind of movies is almost important, is almost another character. Yeah. The way it's so developed. Yeah, I would say, you know, kind of take it back to the beginning of the podcast of I don't know how that story would be stretched into three movies as it was intended, but the world, that might be cool to see another story in that world to see what could be done with it because it was a very vivid, colorful thing. Yeah, I mean, the idea of flying, like, this world almost feels like Minority Report, right? With the world only have, like, flying cars or... Yeah. 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 You know, that's obviously more... Serious. It's not a comedy or whatever. This isn't really a comedy. Yeah, and even the the cigarette dispenser in his house. The it's only for a day. Your goal is to quit. Yeah, my goal is to quit. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And it was extra long filters. <laughs> yeah, a little bit yeah. of cigarette. You get like two puffs on it, and it's gone. Yeah, yeah. A dystopian. So this world is not overcrowded. Obviously. Yeah. No. It's, it's actually. I was, re- I was reading about table, that. You know. I mean. I was reading about that. It's one of the the few like cheery futuristic you know, uh, version of like the versions of the future. Like it, it's happy. Like people aren't depressed. Like most yeah. time people go, it may be the, the future's future. dystopian and it's messed up. It's the future, but everybody's happy. For Everybody. It's generally the same as it is now. Yeah. Type of thing. You think this world almost like, you know, if you looked at uh judge dread, right, that, that world could yeah. be the same city, but that is dark and depressing. Right. I mean, right. Yeah. No, I'm living would be the opposite side of the coin. I think. Yeah. Right. Dredd. No. Yeah. Or, or, for sure. Or, or, I'm living in fulfillment versus judge, judge dread. Cause yeah. Blade Mega Runner, city same, one. same kind of feel of the city. Just as a, yeah. Mega city one. And, and Judge Red and Blade Runner could, yeah, yeah. They, those feel like they were in the same universe almost. <laughs> All right. All right. <laughs> so I'd, I'd give it a recommend. I think Sherry would definitely give it a recommend. Hard just recommend, Sherry? Yeah, hard um, pass. Just one time. <laughs> one time. It's one time. It's, it's not one of those that I would watch over and over. No. Yeah. But I think yeah. it's important, though, because there's some movies where I'm like, I'm not even watching that once. So to, to, to right. say well, I'd watch it well, once. Well, it's yeah. got Bruce Willis, of course. Yeah. Yeah. I, there was no way. Well, should. Blind Date. I wish I hadn't watched it. You know, I mean. Yeah. 
So <laughs> well, you talk about the two directors though, the competence and the vision of now, I don't want to slam Blake Edwards because he makes a certain kind of movie and he probably did that well. But So maybe it's apples and oranges, but just in terms of storytelling, I don't think you go to a Blake Edwards movie to get a story, though. I don't think... I think you go to Blake Edwards to see gags. And so you really can't slam him for that. He did his genre well, but maybe it's not something that... It, maybe it's the difference between like popcorn and ribeye steak, right? I mean... You know, you want a snack, you get an Edwards movie, but I say bologna sandwiches, bologna, yeah, ragu steak. Yeah. That. Anyway, I, I would say I. What are our three options? Recommend, pass, uh, pass consider, recommend. I pass, actually had recommend. I'd pass. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'd recommend it. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I'm going backwards. I recommend it. Yeah. No, I would. I'd give it a hard recommend. I, I, I enjoyed it. If, yeah. If I was a producer, I'd put my money on it. Yeah. Very good. Even though Luke Masson would have me nowhere near set, right? <laughs> I'd put money on it. Well, I, I mean, put money on it and pray the dailies come back the way you, you know yeah. you hope. God, can yeah. you imagine the producer sitting there going, "What is this? <laughs> what is he making?" Right. Well, I, and and then you look at something like Leon, which is a totally different film. I mean, it's a modern day, you know, but both those films are amazing, right? Yeah, so, that one's very sparse, very character, yeah. mood driven. Oh, yeah. So yeah, so it's the competence of the storyteller that I mean I think Basan is for sure has really got it. Well, cool. Any well, other thoughts? All right. Well, that is Fifth Element. Hopefully and they, hopefully whoever listens to it can watch Fifth Element with a little bit more uh, perspective now. Sure, absolutely. Yeah, All right. Maybe we'll take Sherry's approach and multipass. You know, <laughs> multipass. Yeah, Come Dallas, multipass. Yeah. Yes, yes, yes. All right, we're out. You what? just don't get it, Phil. I don't. You just don't I absolutely do not get it. <laughs> Leave me alone, you're not invited on set. I'm doing what I want to do. Yeah. I don't know who likes these things. I remember seeing it in the theater opening weekend. I knew nothing Same. about the movie. Okay, well, I've been trying to avoid watching it all these years. <laughs> An innocent, a sudden event, and a life and death story. He, he made this role his very own. The good guy and the bad guy never meet. That's a good problem to have. You know, yeah, like, they're very surprised that it's a woman. woman yeah, right. The perfect is not a man; it's a woman. Yeah. <laughs> Auto wash. <laughs> <laughs>